Hey, what's going on? It's been a week, so you get another one of these. By popular demand again, the most popular guest, Melissa, is here with me. The only guest. The only guest. By yeah. default, the most popular. You're here with me. Yeah. I wasn't expecting you to be in studio today, but but me here you neither. are. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I did <laughs> actually. Came yeah. in kicking and screaming. No, you didn't. Okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Well, you're gonna you're gonna fight through yep. the illness feeling and everything. You're gonna stay strong. Yes. Absolutely. All right. So you haven't been watching the blues trades as much, have you? I haven't watched any because they're because they're sad. Some of them. Not sad. Yeah, sad. Well, we lost Brower. I liked Brower. I know you liked Brower. So I'll get. He the... is the reason we beat the Blackhawks. He's one of them. Yeah. He made the game-winning goal. Yeah, he made the. I mean, that 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 uh, quite a few other game-winning goals before goal. that. Yeah, but we're we're fortunate he scored there. But yeah, I liked Brower too. But Calgary is paying him four million. Or it's like a four-year, eighteen million-dollar contract. So like four years of four and a half million, and that's way more than he's worth. Like I hope he does well in Calgary because Brian Elliott's there as well, so I'm going to end up watching more Calgary games this year, but I knew someone would overpay Brower, and I knew someone would overpay Backus. Like, if you if you just look at Brower's stats for previous years, look at his previous playoff appearances, this one playoff postseason with the Blues is the only time he's played well in a playoff series. Like, I, I like the guy, and I'm glad that we cashed in on his one effective postseason, but... Yeah, it's going to be kind of annoying for Calgary in the next couple of years. Maybe, but I don't know who else they have to sign. How old is he? Who? Brower. Oh, Brower's like uh, 30, early 30s. Oh. Early 30s. Most players see a, like a pretty severe drop in production around 32 or 33. Ah, oh, bummer. And Bacchus, uh, the Boston Bruins... Bill Burr's team, which is great because he'll be talking about Bacchus maybe on his podcast if he if he follows mm-hmm. it up. I like Bill Burr's hockey talk. Um, I wish he followed it more closely. Yeah. Because everything he says... He talks about fucking basketball uh, and... He doesn't talk about basketball too much. Yeah, to me he does. Any amount of basketball talk is too much, I think. But he talks about hockey ten times as much as he talks about basketball. Because, I mean, you, you can only really, really enjoy one of those sports. You know, you, like, you can be a big basketball fan and a big baseball fan or a big basketball fan and a big football fan or a big hockey fan and a big football fan or any combination except there are no basketball and hockey fans because the seasons are at the exact same time. Like, you, you can't follow both of them unless you want your whole life to be sports, you know? Yeah. So you kind of have to pick one. But, um, so yeah, Brower's gone. He's with Calgary. I'm sure I have a couple people listening in Calgary. Tell me how you feel about that. I'm, you should be happier with the Brian Elliott acquisition than the Brower acquisition, but at the same time, you're also not going to be seeing an all-star Brian Elliott, I don't think, just because, no offense, Calgary, but your defense isn't as good as the Blues defense. Um, but you're also not playing against central teams as often, and central teams are just stronger. Uh, so he's going to be playing against not as, as high competition but i mean it's still the fucking nhl so it's, it's gonna even out i don't know i really hope he does well because i like brian elliott a lot um bacchus being signed to the Bru- uh, the bruins five years at six million i believe he's 30 years old um that's gonna be a a fine contract for the first two years i assume uh after that it's gonna be really terrible for boston because that's gonna be a lot of cap space tied up in a guy who's gonna drop off phenomenally because he plays so physically like, you can't take a beating for that many years and still be just as good, you know? Yeah. Like, he's he puts himself in front of the net. He takes so many shots off his body, constantly rumbling around in the corner with people, pushing and shoving and getting checked and, you know, in the middle of dirty plays. Like, I hope he does well, but he's, I don't know, he's going to fall off in the next couple of years real quick, and then Boston's going to regret it. So I'm glad. I wish we still had one of those players because I wanted a, a strong power forward, but I'm glad we didn't pay for that. You know, maybe you don't know. Maybe you don't. Not that you don't know. Maybe you disagree. I no. I just don't know. You just don't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you just don't know. Um, I don't know anything about trades and and the other players from other teams. That's what I'll be working on next season. Next season. Yeah. 
well, now it'll be easy for you because it's always easier to follow other teams once you... I guess it's like a natural part of getting into sports. Is like if I were to really get into basketball for some reason, then I would pick a team. Let's say I really liked the... Who's a fucking basketball team? The Utah Jazz. And I just love the Utah Jazz. I'd, I'd figure out all their players and the ones I liked. And then as their players got traded off, I'd keep following them and figure out more about the league. So that's kind of what you're doing now. You mm-hmm. know, like you're going to find out way more about the Bruins. Yep. And about the Calgary Flames. And that's about all we traded with, I guess, this offseason. I don't it, it, I'm disappointed because I wanted more exciting shit to be happening, and I wanted us to trade Shattenkirk. The fact that we haven't traded Shattenkirk is horrible. Uh, We should have absolutely taken the fucking trade with Edmonton for Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That was so stupid not to do that. If the fucking thing on the hockey Reddit that I go to is correct and said that was an offered trade that Doug Armstrong, our GM, turned down, then that was foolish because we're going to fucking lose Shattenkirk for nothing next year when we could have had an excellent center. Um, our offense is no better than it was last year. We signed David Perron, who played for us a few years back, um, took a cheap shot to the head from Joe Thornton, the fucking, uh, apparently lovable star that everybody likes on the Sharks now. Nobody remembers that. Uh, that's why I don't care for the Sharks or Thornton very much because of that Perron hit. And of course it's petty, but it was against my team, so fuck you. Um, yeah, hopefully Perron does well and we got him cheap, but I don't think that's a good signing necessarily. I, I don't know. The Blues, take a, they're taking a step back. Uh, they're not going to be as good as they were last year unless they really surprise me. But they would have sacrificed the team two years down the road, three years down the road, if they signed Bacchus and Brower for the immediate future, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It does make sense. It does. Well, the other trades in the NHL that I cared about that you probably don't list was P.K. Subban and Shea Weber. So, P.K. Subban was an excellent defenseman for the Montreal Canadiens. Shea Weber was an excellent defenseman, three years older, for the Nashville Predators. And they traded straight up, one for one. And everybody was raving about how horrible it was for the Canadiens, saying, oh, fucking idiots, you know, that's ridiculous. Why'd they trade away P.K. Subban? Yeah, he's a great defenseman. but And everybody's acting like this is such a one-sided trade. Shea Weber is one of the best defensemen in the league. Like, he's not a slouch at all. Like, acting like this is some, like, he, he got traded for some bullshit player's nonsense. Like, I'm predicting that Shea Weber has a better season than P.K. Subban. Like, number one, P.K. Subban is playing against teams in a worse division. And that is, that is a, a true fact. You know, it, it, the, the offenses you're going up, you're just not playing as good of teams. You're not getting paired against as good of players as a defenseman on Montreal as you will against in Nashville, playing against St. Louis, Chicago. Um, well, I guess Nashville's one of those teams, so that, that kind of undercuts my point. Never mind. I'm not going back on that. Fuck you, Melissa, <laughs> looking at me. But I don't know. I think Shea Weber's really going to surprise people. He's going to be a great leadership presence in that room. And I think P.K. Subban's going to do great for the Nashville Predators. So I think it's a good trade for both of them. Um, or I hope it is. You know, I'd rather it be... I'd rather P.K. Subban really suck it up in Nashville because Nashville's in our division. But... I don't know. I think Montreal's fans are getting too down on Shea Weber. He's going to do fine for you. Settle down. You already got Carey Price. You got Shea Weber. Everybody talks about how P.K. Subban has more points or whatever, or is more uh, offensively active with his point production, but look at the actual statistics. Shea Weber scores a lot more goals than P.K. Subban. Uh, Shea Weber's scored like 170-some goals in his career, 160-some goals in his career in like 700 or so games. P.K. Subban scored a third of that many goals roundabout in about half as many games, more than half as many games. So it's, it's you know, their their point production is pretty close, but Weber scores a lot more goals. So take that as you, as you will. Anyway. Um, oh, and the whole uh, Taylor Hall from Edmonton being traded to New Jersey for Larson, totally lopsided trade. That's the worst trade of the fucking offseason so far, not the P.K. Subban one. Um, if fucking Shattenkirk would have agreed to sign in Edmonton, we would have Taylor Hall, and we would have so much of a better team than we did last year. But, of course, that didn't happen. Didn't happen, because Shattenkirk wants to go play near New York, where he's from. What a selfish dick, wanting to be near his fa- friends and family. Fucking cunt, you know? God. <laughs> what an ass. But at the end of the day, you know, fuck you, Shattenkirk. Like, I only care about how you... You're like an actor in a TV show. 
to me. You're an entertainer. As soon as you're doing something I don't like, I don't care about you anymore, and you've ruined a great opportunity for the Blues for the next few years, and your production isn't great enough. Your, your value goes down day by day, and we haven't traded you, so fuck off. I'm not, I, don't, I don't care about Shattenkirk anymore, really. And I want Schwartz to hurry up and sign. You fuck. I know you're a listener. We tweet. You know? <laughs> we don't. We don't tweet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I follow him on Twitter. Um, so now that everybody is bored to tears of NHL talk, including you, you're looking like you're about to pass out. I just, because I, I, I am. You are? <laughs> you're, yeah. You're looking down, just, uh. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about, you know, just trying to get my, sit my head up. <laughs> <laughs> just looking your head up makes you feel shitty. Yeah. <laughs> That's all right. Yep. I'll carry the show this week for you. You all, what, this week? <laughs> yeah. You mean every week. Yeah. Anyway, so 4th of July is coming up. Don't know why I brought that up, because I don't really have any plans or exciting plans to talk about. Just going to hang out with friends. You'll probably want to come out. Maybe. 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 You're not looking in a coming out mood, but, yes. but mayhaps. But happy 4th of July. Be safe, and don't be one of those people who blows off a finger or a hand and makes everybody look like an idiot, you know? Don't be that person. Just, because and don't drink. Don't just don't drink. Just don't drink. Don't, no one drink anything. No one ever. drink. What about what about all the people trying to celebrate with their America Budweiser beers? They'll they'll regret it. They'll regret Are you regretting it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you had an America beer. Do you feel patriotic today? No. No. <laughs> I feel shitty. I'm sweaty and I'm cold. <laughs> you're just, you're all hot and then you're all cold. Yeah, and then I'm shaking and, <laughs> and then I feel like I'm gonna throw up and then I I don't and then and then a little bit later it, I feel like that again and and then I do. Yep. See, <laughs> it's been awful today. That was a twist at the end. I didn't think you were gonna throw up in your story, but then you did. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't think I was going to, but then I did. <laughs> so is that the message to all the the celebrators in Fourth of July? You will cheerins out be there. hung over. You will regret every minute of it. It will not have been worth it. Just don't drink. Altogether. <laughs> yeah. Just none. None. Don't drink responsibly, just none. Just none, because it'll go overboard real quick. <laughs> With the picklebacks. <laughs> the pickleback. Oh yeah. Okay. So tell everybody the shot you were doing. Oh, the shots you were doing last night. Oh, I can't. I don't even want to think about it. Oh, see, my my throat <laughs> is like starting to tighten up. I did one of them, and well, I didn't. I didn't drink the pickle juice. You I just had the, the pickle juice because that grosses me. So basically, it's called a pickle, a pickleback shot. Is I that guess. it? I a don't pickleman know. I don't know why. Shot. Pickleback. So it's well, I know why. There's pickle juice in it. So it's a. Uh, you have a shot glass. You fill it with Jameson. Irish whiskey, and then you have a shot glass and you fill it with pickle juice, and you take the shot of whiskey and then you take the shot of pickle juice, or at least a drink of the pickle juice, and it neutralizes the burn and it makes it better, apparently. Uh, everybody was doing those at this uh, party we were at last night, and they... And I, I only had one, and I didn't have pickle juice with it, because I, I, in my head I was like, I'll just deal with the burn of a whiskey rather than introducing a whole other flavor that I don't like to this mix, like that, I don't know. That's my thought process. But you disagreed. You were uh, loving it, loving I, those pickle shots. I thought I was so cool, <laughs> but I wasn't, and She's, I'm not. Melissa is, is laying down on the couch with her head on my leg, just kind of pointing your mouth up at the mic, trying to talk. So you thought you were cool? Yeah, I thought I was super cool. It's like, yeah, I'll have another. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I'll do four of these. <laughs> do four of these and have quite a few beers in a short amount of time. And <laughs> yeah, uh, on, yeah. Ugh. I don't remember leaving. <laughs> well, I got you out of there and in the car and we drove home safe. And and, and you always think, you always fool yourself into thinking that it's not going to happen again. Like, this hangover is so bad, I'll never drink again. <laughs> I'll never let this happen again, but undoubtedly, like, sometime in the next year, it's going to happen again. <laughs> undoubtedly in the next year. Yeah. You're on the one-year clock until yeah. the next time. Yeah. You're and waiting it's for like, the, the 2nd of July, 2017. Yeah, and <laughs> it's 
Oh, it's awful. I mean, not to say I haven't had a hangover in well, no, over a year. You're, you're I'm talking, just saying, like... You're talking about severe hangovers yeah. where it's, like, debilitating the next day. Where yes. you're not just kind of like, oh, man, I feel kind of dehydrated. I need to drink quite a bit of water. You're talking about where you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, whose body am I in? Yeah. This isn't mine. You try to drink something and your body's just like... <laughs> 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 I mean, you were making some noises, just sounding like, like you know, uh, like a ghoul in a video game, where they're like, whoa, yeah. whoa, like, like, like spirits at a morgue. You know, I thought you were you were dying, but you're all okay. I was dying. You weren't dying. I was dying. You continue to be dying. Yes. Laying here. Hopefully, the sound isn't really. Off and I don't kilter. know. I don't know when to take another Excedrin because I think I might have thrown it up. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I didn't. You took. I brought you an Excedrin earlier, and, and you took it, and you think you threw it up? <laughs> yeah, because I. <laughs> well, did you get like a medicine taste in your mouth when you threw up? <laughs> no, it was just chicken nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> It's just chicken nuggets. So yeah, and I woke watermelon up. Watermelon Gatorade. We woke up today, and I and I was offering. You know, you want me to order something for you or get something for you? And you're just like, oh, just oh, oh just go to McDonald's. Oh, what do you want, Liz? What do you want? I just want nuggets. And off to get nuggets for you. It's not like it was a fucking trek. It was a quarter of a mile away to the closest McDonald's. But now the nuggets are all for naught. Uh, no, I only maybe threw up one of them. Oh, only, only one nugget? <laughs> yeah, I did don't you, know how I kept the others down. Did you, did you not chew very well before you swallowed them? Is that how you can no, tell? No, it was, it was just about the, the amount of one nugget <laughs> that I would imagine. One nugget's One worth. mouthful. One, <laughs> <laughs> one mouthful of that pink paste nugget. Oh, yeah, uh, it was. Probably some fries. And the Gatorade that I bought you on the way home last night, you still haven't drank? I told you that would I fix you. I can't believe Isn't you, that funny? I can't when, believe you picked something up on the way home. I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't I remember to, in, be, getting in the car. Stopped at the gas station, got myself uh, two giant Diet Pepsis, and got you the only... I just grabbed a Gatorade, because I don't drink Gatorade, so I don't know what flavor's good. So I got you pink. Because usually <laughs> that's strawberry, and that's usually the best. But you're, all, you're, on, the, you're on the mend. On no. the mend. Yes, you're fine. And we're going to eat su- uh, seafood tonight at a restaurant, so how is that sounding? A, a, oh. Does it sound pretty good? It probably sounds good, right? It's Cajun-style seafood? None of it sounds good. That's Just lifting my head doesn't sound good. Like I know. This is 24 hours after we start started drinking yesterday. This is... This is ridiculous. Why do people do this? Why started, do people do this to themselves? We didn't start drinking at 4 yesterday. Yeah, at the party. Oh, I don't I don't even remember. Yeah, but, yeah. We well around for maybe 23 hours ago, I don't know. 23. Yeah. But it was yeah, I'm just I can't I'm not cool. <laughs> I can't hold my liquor. <laughs> I'm not cool. Yeah. I'm not. No. No, it takes a real cool person I don't to remember. say they're not cool. I don't remember anything. My voice is cracking. <laughs> and you're about to cry. You mm-hmm. sound like you're going to die. Yep. I'm sure everyone loves to hear about my uh, drinking, hangover, puking story. So let's, uh, what else do we have to talk about? <laughs> <laughs> what else do we have to talk about? Yeah. As you just lay on my leg and, and just shiver and then sweat. And then <laughs> yeah. I killed lean over and touch my back and I'm just like, oh, it's so sweaty. It's so gross. Don't touch me. Yeah. And, and so, you know what's... so cold. You know what's not cool? Yeah, and then get your cold hands out of here. Keep touching me with your my clammy... cold, clammy hands. Dead in death. a river hands. And you know what was really shitty that she did is... Oh, in, no. In, uh, no, I was going to say, you putting your... Uh, putting... In your your sweaty, sick state, being, oh, what do I want to wear? I'll go wear Taylor's blues t-shirt and Taylor's <laughs> pajama pants. Hey, I didn't vomit on these. No, I, I you vomited didn't. on my own clothes. But now they're sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> now they're sweaty and moist. And <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I can't wear them anymore until they're washed. Anyway, uh, did you want to talk about that show we've been watching? Wayward Pines? Yeah, sure. I'm so split on it. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I have to say I like it because if I didn't like it, I wouldn't well, keep how about, watching it. How about it. you give everybody a little, like, kind of a roundup of not to where we are now, but just the premise. Yeah, well, um, it's hard to give a premise because, like, it, it'll spoil key plot devices, whatever. Um, it'll spoil some things. So, basically, this secret agent or special agent, I don't know, he works for the Secret Service, I think, and... He has, he's traveling to Idaho, which I assume is, um, where they're at is north of Boise, which is where Taylor and I lived, um, in Idaho, and it's not a real place. Anyways, um, <laughs> Idaho's he, made up, little he, known fact. <laughs> he crashes, uh, I, was it a truck? I don't know. He crashes and he wakes up like and a he's car in, accident. yeah, he, he's in Wayward Pines when he wakes up. And everything's just fucking weird, and basically he can't he can't leave the town, and everybody there is weird. It's I like it, and I like the premise of it because it's very si- much like Silent Hill. And did you want to give any more? That's all you can really say without. I guess like, we'll give some spoilers away no. because it, it's not that big of a deal of a show. Like, no, I haven't heard anybody talking about it, and it's not new. Well, spoilers because, from here on. Okay, then. well, there's already multiple seasons of it out. So, basically, uh, it's a dystopian future, and I like dystopian future shows. Uh, and it, for, I don't know what the the genre subtype would be, but I like shows where it's a closed system, and people have to work from within that closed system. So stuff like Saw One. Stuff like, uh, um, fuck, what's what, a better that exam? Exam, that was a good one. Um, way better movie than I thought it was going to be. Shit like that, where it's like a bunch of people, you know, there's 12 of us in a place, we gotta figure this out. Uh, it's like a puzzle or a psychological thriller. Shit like that. Um, this one is like that to an extent. It's like a town of every human that's still alive. in the. So basically... But it's not every human. Uh, there's like some. It's every human that's still alive. But, apparently. Well. It's apparently every. I'm saying what there is. It's like every human that's still alive is in this future city that still looks like it's the year like 2016, 2015, whatever. And there's a. I, yeah, you're right. It's really hard to not give stuff away. Yeah, because every episode saying, they like kind of peel off a little bit of the. Well, watch it and, Blind. and uh, watch some of it, and I'll, we'll talk some more about it if it still holds our attention, because we're just at the well, beginning we're in of season, season two. we're season two already. Yeah, but a lot of it I haven't been, like, intently paying attention during it. I've been also playing Company of Heroes or something while it's been on. And I've been rolling around trying not to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> so our retention hasn't been great, is what we're saying, because she was blackout and I was storming the trenches fighting the soviets <laughs> with my my super cool anaconda camoed panther tanks um but anyway yeah it's it's a it's an interesting premise of a show the only thing i don't like is this inconsistency of sometimes like everyone's like we can't talk they're listening you know the the yeah, there's government cameras is everywhere. listening there's cameras and microphones everywhere we can't speak we can't speak and then other times they'll be in the same place and they'll be like, oh my god, Steve the ruler is so evil and, and so awful, we have to find a way to stop him. And it's like, what? Not one episode ago you were in that living room talking about how, like, making fucking wild hand gestures at each other to try and forego speaking, and now at full volume you're no, discussing you your your violent coup. Yes, I do. You yeah, that, that's happened multiple times in the show. No, so that's turn, a little confusing. No, they turn on a fan or they, they make... They turn on a noisemaker. That's to a that's a horrible their... security system. If that's the only workaround that it takes, and then the the bad guys would know anyway because they, you know, they'd have like uh, the worker beeper, and they'd be like, uh, "Richard, we're about to begin, you know, classified discussions that we can't allow people to hear. So while we're whispering, uh, just maintain a high pitched E sound so so nobody can hear. And then anytime they hear just on the security cameras like E. They'll know, like, ah, there's something being discussed there. They only do the E sound if they don't want us to hear what's going on. 
Nope, they turned on all the fans. Either everyone in town is taking a hot shit at the same time, or something is amiss. Like, like they're gonna no, it's it's silly. They're gonna figure it out. Um, yeah, it's interesting. They have they're like everybody's microchipped, and it's some yeah, it, it is just an interesting a lot premise. of really weird elements to it. Yeah, it's got that closed system kind of dystopian feel. I like that, but there's just so much up in the air, kind of weird nonsense that it's hard to take seriously. Anywho. Oh, onward and upward. Got a great article here, Liz. Oh, yeah? It's from Cosmo. Oh, my favorite. It's called 10 Things He Thinks About Your Vagina. <laughs> Do you want to know? And the picture is this. Is this oh, this peach. Yeah, the, the picture is a gentleman laying down, you know, no shirt, clearly in bed, probably just woke up, hair looks great. And he's thinking in a thought bubble of, like, an apricot or a peach or something cut in half to where you see kind of that twat shape in the middle. <laughs> uh, and he's just thinking about it, you know, listlessly. Oh, off. I would think about it like that, too, if, if vaginas really tasted like peaches. You would? Yeah. Because yeah. they don't taste like peaches. They don't. No. They don't no. taste like peaches. If, if your vagina does taste like peaches or your, you know, experience a vagina that does taste like peaches immediately let them know because that is some that is uh, there that ph balance is off and those <laughs> those things are like pools you got to keep it under control or it gets out of control quick pools yeah you got to keep it kind the, of regulates itself i know for the it does part. i know you're not putting chlorine <laughs> tablets up in your twat <laughs> ah it's starting to smell a little weird in here i'll just pop a couple chlorine tablets up no of course not <laughs> No, 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 no. They do make things like that. Though. I'm sure they do, and it's probably not a good like idea to be. Suppositories, I don't know. All right, so these are supposed to be ten things that he thinks about your vagina. Let's see. Number one, what does her vagina look like? And her vagina, what does that mean? Uh, there are so many vaginas out there, and they all look different. Like <laughs> flowers. No man can ever see every vagina, just like he cannot see every star. But he will gaze out into the world with wonder, and he will imagine. <laughs> That's what men do. They just they sit there and they, they just think, think about think about vaginas, they all just, the different shapes and sizes. Yes, because that's what men care about is is the look of the vagina <laughs> intimately. They care, you know, so much. Or maybe a lot of maybe guys do. Um, I well, there's you know, some people have specifications that need to be met. Yeah, some people do. Some people like, like some people need they need a long labia, like so Jim they Norton. Can put those yeah. nipple clamp things on there and stretch. <laughs> yeah, the, Jim Norton talks about that. So he that's what he likes. So maybe yep. yeah. For for most guys though, I don't think this is a, a huge selling point. As long as there's just <laughs> nothing, just crazy going on down there. <laughs> just crazy like a little dick. Like yeah, just like crazy like that, or crazy like it just looks like a just like a battle scar or, or something like it, as long as and it, it would take a lot i think for, <laughs> for for most men to see a vagina and be like jesus ah oh, none of that like it would take quite a bit i think for most men um number two on the list every vagina is its own mystery melissa did you know that it's a mystery melissa did you know that every vagina is its own it's its own secret set of catacombs. <laughs> <laughs> each each corner and, and precipice dustier and more foreign than the last. <laughs> Forgotten realms. <laughs> Hidden treasures and power-ups. <laughs> dungeons and traps. Uh, <laughs> dungeons and traps. Uh, every vagina is its own mystery. It's its own puzzle to solve. Is it? There's so much going on with those vaginas, and whenever you encounter a new one, it's just like your mom threw down one of those hundred-piece puzzles and was like, don't bother me for an hour, <laughs> except you want to fuck this puzzle, so it's nothing like that, unless you were a puzzle fucker growing up, no judgment. That's what it's like. You know, you see a vagina, and you... And most you treat it just like a puzzle. No, this is a joke. This is funny, but I know, it's a joke. I know it is. I know it is. It can't be Cosmo. No, it's it's written by a man. Which oh, is why it's which funny. Is why, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's funny. Uh, number three, this is the best thing ever. Having sex with a vagina. Okay, that one's pretty obvious. 
Does this thing I'm doing feel cool or weird? This technique I'm using to make you orgasm right now seems like it would be weird, but it also seems like you're really enjoying it. Vaginas are counterintuitive, like a Mobius strip. Do you know what a Mobius strip is? <laughs> no. I don't either. We'll have to, we'll have to Google it. <laughs> and then you'll have to see if you think your vagina is similar to it in any way. Oh, God. No, we're not actually going to do that. And I'm done with this list. I just wanted to get through the that first is, couple. That is really, Be- that's pretty funny, though. Yes. I like the mystery and the peach and the, yep. The mystery and the peach. Yep, every vagina is its own mystery. I think that's true. Yeah, James and the giant vagina. (laughs) God, I was trying to... This fucking picture won't load, and it was a good one. It's because some dick put it on TinyPick instead of Imager, like like a communist would. TinyPick. TinyPick. Thank you for using TinyPick. Really? I, I'm not using it. I'm not able to use it. I'm not able to open this pick, regardless of size. Unreal. Unfucking real. You fucking open <laughs> this. You open this picture. It was funny. It was funny, and I wanted. Oh, oh, it was just here too. Guess what comes out July twenty second? What comes out July twenty second? Season three of BoJack Horseman. All right, talk about that for a second while I figure out this picture. <laughs> Uh, that's all I know. That is just an announcement. I just saw it. They put posted the new trailer for it this week, and I didn't see the trailer, but uh, but we'll watch that later. Apparently, they're going back in time to younger BoJack and how he fucked shit up back then. I don't know. <laughs> they do a lot of flashbacks, so it it seems like they've already gone gone there you know yeah I, but it'll be interesting i'm kind of i don't know i'm a little sorry i'm a little over bojack horseman what? The, i'm a little over bojack horseman i need something new and refreshing yeah <laughs> yeah i it it was really funny for the first season and then i stopped liking it as much uh yeah second season wasn't as good but it's, it's does it feel like every show is like that though yeah it does after the first a season? lot of them are like that i mean silicon valley really really hit a a bad slide in the most recent season and it's not I like a, a shit why. show it's not like suddenly a bad show it's just you watch these episodes now and it's not uproariously funny like it was in the first season you know like it it's just different it seems like the writers are different or something like that i don't and know and they're not yeah and i guess same they're writers not. same um I mean, Cast. I, I think I even looked into this. So there might be a few different writers, but for the most part, I think it's the same, which is so weird because that show has fallen off. But I feel like BoJack is kind of like that as well. Like it's fallen off just more quickly because I don't know. That show doesn't seem like it has legs. And I don't I don't know if like Silicon Valley, this is something I noticed when I watched Weeds. I really liked the first three seasons of Weeds and then it just kind of tapered off and sucked. But I felt like part of it was the soundtrack. The first couple seasons, they had an... Whoever was picking the songs for that show was awesome. It was hilarious. And they would play it at the right moment. And I just remember... I can't remember what song it was, but it was... A character was sitting on the toilet i think it was nancy and they start playing a song about shit or something like that and i was just like oh it just makes a moment like that so much more memorable and funny and i felt like silicon valley this season just seemed like there's no music at all and i want to go watch the first two seasons and see if there is any background music or just anything because i think it adds a lot to a show like breaking bad too breaking bad had really good music um that they played at different parts of the show and i think that that was that emphasizes a lot about what is good about a show and silicon valley just (laughs) i couldn't yeah it's disappointing (laughs) I, I'm really... My mouth's too dry. I can't yeah. do it. <laughs> You're just... I'm so dehydrated. <laughs> I, well, there's fucking Gatorade right there, and I've had, it's been here all morning for you. I know, you. and it, 
And there's a Dr. Maybe. Pepper. I didn't get you diet because it's a special occasion and you need blood sugar because you're shaking. I know, but it makes me feel like I need to throw up again. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I found... I couldn't get that fucking link to work. Fuck you, tiny, tiny Seriously? pick. Uh, I did find another Cosmo article that I saw earlier. Not as good. This was a backup one. Why would you lead into it with lowering of expectations, Taylor? You fucking idiot. Uh, 11 things guys secretly do with their penises. And this is written <laughs> written by a, dude? a lady, I believe. No. We'll see. No. God damn it. Well, then what's the point of listening? Because he knows what we do with our dicks, and it's not secret. But I want... But I think it's funny. You think... <laughs> Bend it to its extreme point. Ow. I know you don't like that because no. I try to do that to you. <laughs> You're like, don't bend it. <laughs> Nobody likes it. What is this? Oh, he's saying a flaccid penis is like having a slinky in your pants. Bending your penis, your flaccid penis to its extreme point? Well, that's not, that's just folding your dick. That's not bending it. Yeah, but I tried to do that. Bending too. it, maybe is not... because, maybe it hurts you because it, it's not. If I touch it, it's automatically <laughs> just not flaccid. <laughs> well, anymore. If there's, if, I mean, if you're down there, you know, doing something, it's it, it, it's gonna be it's it's gonna respond, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess, uh, yeah, is that something a lot of guys out there do? You just grab your flaccid dick and fold it around and bend it. It seems, I I don't think it's that common. I don't know. I don't have a dick. No, if you had one, you'd do that. Mm-hmm. Stretch it. Pull it until it hurt just to see how far <laughs> it can go. Uh, uh, pull it. You shouldn't be pulling your penis until it hurts. Well, hey, those men uh, in that country Carl Pilkington went to do that. They wrap it around that pole. <laughs> yes. Yes, they do. That's India. They, like, they've like they ruined their dicks. Oh. Like, those guys can't get boners anymore. Like, it's just ruined. All that tissue is just ruined. How do you know? But you, can't, you can't be stretching your dick. Like, wrapping it like that, and then it's still expecting it to function. Like, it's an organ. It's not, like, a silly putty that you can just push back <laughs> into place, and it's fine. Like, no, that guy's cock is done. It's ruined. Oh. Like, all that... Like, Why would they do that, All that then? fibrous tissue that has to swell up to get an erection. Like, it's ruined. Like, those why? dicks are ruined. Because they think, like, God wants it. And one of their left Is that why? I don't know. Like, maybe it's just, like, a parlor trick. But they, like, wrap their dick around these sticks, and then bend the sticks and twist their dicks... And, like, they're the kind of people who leave one hand up in the air for, like, 40 years and just let it wither away and atrophy to where it's basically like a, a, oh, a malformed That's praying so mantis gross. arm. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's all grayscale and icky. Uh, flick it. It's pretty flick funny it. to flick an erection. Alternatively, uh. bend it back to our stomachs and let it spring forward. <laughs> that is fun. <laughs> That's really fun. Flick. Uh, but I thought... This alternatively, one, but flicking it is different from springing it. Like you don't like that either. Oh, you when have I to flick it. <laughs> 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 this should be the list of the things that I do to your penis <laughs> <laughs> that I don't care for. <laughs> Surprise flicks and uh, yep. <laughs> and bending. <laughs> uh, this guy is pretty risky. Apparently, number four is try and fit it in things. <laughs> if you have a penis, you're going to see what it does, or more importantly, doesn't fit into. Paper towel rolls, mouth-wide Snapple bottles. <laughs> the less it can fit into, the better you feel. <laughs> so this guy's just walking around, sticking his dick in paper towel rolls. Isn't that a What's one... What's the weirdest thing you've stuck your dick in? Oh. <laughs> Do people count? <laughs> Then it would be me. Yeah, maybe you. <laughs> I don't know, but that wide mouth Snapple bottles, that that doesn't seem like a good... If you're putting your dick in any kind of bottle, what if you suddenly, that soft dick gets hard, and suddenly you're stuck in a bottle? <laughs> Have you thought about that? What's I your name? I think you gotta try Frank. to... Have you thought about that, get Frank? Get it up first. You gotta eyeball it. You, I mean, if you see something, you're just like, oh, my dick is definitely not gonna fit in that. Like, you know, you can eyeball it. Yeah, which is why, I mean, I think this is kind you of... You could take a dollar and, you know, like, see if it'll... See if it'll wrap around your dick? No, what? no. <laughs> no, like, a, a dollar, it's six inches long. So if you have, like, a six-inch or longer dick, you could just 
take a dollar and be like, oh, will my dick fit in this? Will my dick fit in this? No, they're th- no, no, no. So you're you're thinking like someone with no cock, <laughs> <laughs> because what he's clearly saying is not like, like if you can stick your whole dick through a toilet paper tube, <laughs> then it's like you probably have a pretty thin dick, you know. Oh, okay. He's saying, well, I'm saying like you could eyeball the length, you could also probably eyeball the girth too. Yes. Yes. I believe. I'm sure you'd you... look at that Snapple bottle and be like, "Oh, my dick's wider than that." Yes, you would look at that and you would say, "I'm not sticking it in there." You would say intelligently, <laughs> as folks should, "I'm not going to stick my dick in that glass bottle." Yep. Because something could go awry. Because you'd stick it in when it's like all all soft and shit, and then it starts getting hard, and then you you there is a time. There is time. You've got to be really careful and time it correctly so that when you pull it out. Like, the ridge around the the tip of your dick doesn't get caught on the inside. You know what I mean? (laughs) You know what I mean? Because you pull it off and and the ridge... Let me show you. (laughs) The ridge Um, gets stuck on the lip lip of the bottle. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's a likely scenario. (laughs) Very likely. Very likely. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe I like s- this next one. Yeah. I want to do this. Make a hot dog with our balls. You can wrap <laughs> your balls on either side of your penis, and it's basically a genital hot dog. This is funny. It is. It is funny. Let's do it right now. <laughs> Let's do it right see. now. <laughs> Melissa, we're doing a show. You can do that. You can do that afterward. <laughs> Measure it. It's impossible to have a penis without measuring it. Uh, <laughs> just <laughs> look at that, look at that. Did, you, did you read the next one no just hold it <laughs> just hold it ever, ever so, so gently, gently. <laughs> at the time just walking around the house hold doing it. chores and holding our penis <laughs> holding our penis while driving not illegal he says uh pretty much anything we can do with one hand use the other hand to hold our penis <laughs> that is true that is true. A lot of men walk around you, and oh, you're dude. touching your penis. Yeah, it's so gross. There are so many clients walking around the courthouse with their fucking hand down their pants. It's gross. Down their pants in public? Yes. They're They're not just holding their pants up? No. Okay, well, no, walking they're, around. Their pants are down. Like, their underwear's out. You can see almost their whole ass. Oh, jeez. That's gross. Yeah, it's awful. Well, then, okay. I have to be like... Pull up your pants, sir. Okay. Show some respect, sir. Well, having... There's a big difference between walking around when it's just me and you in the house, and I've got my hand in my pants or something. I know. Then me I, walking around... I just around. believe it. I believe it. I believe that you just walk around yeah. and hold your penis. Yeah, I Because be- I see it every day. Yes. I see just miscreants. Miscreants. <laughs> and your own boyfriend. <laughs> do, it all, do it all day. No, they... Yeah, that... In public... Oh, come yeah. on. Uh, tuck it behind our legs. Uh, ha ha ha! Hey, now we're a lady, just like uh, in Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill in Silence of the Lambs. Yep. What is it that he says? What's his little quote? He says, "Would you fuck me? Yeah. <laughs> I'd fuck me. I'd fuck I'd me. I'd fuck me hard." <laughs> <laughs> that movie's so fucked up when he's dancing around with his dick behind yeah, his legs. Yeah, it's my favorite pretending part. to be a lady. I'd fuck me hard. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I, it's hilarious. Uh, uh, try and put it in our butt. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is one I will. I will debate. I don't think this is common. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> well, I don't. I'm not trying that. <laughs> no. Uh, look into it. No, there's nothing more uncomfortable than opening your pee hole. Ugh. You, can, you can open it? You can, in the same way that you can like open your eyelid a little bit oh, by like God. pulling down on it. Oh, you, know, you can actually, oh. you're not like opening it and seeing down like a tunnel or anything. Uh, move it without using our hands. <laughs> that is, it's uh, funny. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That is fun. But yeah, I like you, all these things, except yeah. the butt one. Except for the butt one. Yeah. And, uh, you know, every, we all like to joke about about sticking our dicks in things. Household objects. Other people. <laughs> but you gotta be careful. You know, don't be sticking into plastic or glass bottles. It's too risky. 
Anyway, let's look into some questions because I've pretty much I'm pretty much all I can't talk about that anymore. <laughs> I could talk about it all day. Oh, you can all day. You'd love to just talk about cocks and it's funny well, really and it vaginas. We talked about cocks <laughs> and vaginas today. Oh, real mature podcast. List. Yeah, this is going out to all the eleven year olds out there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, dear Taylor, uh, go fuck yourself and tell Melissa she's awesome. Uh, now I can ask for your help along Aww. with Melissa if she's around. Quite recently, less than two weeks ago, I was dumped by my girlfriend of over three years because she said I need to grow as a person and that I was too dependent on her for my happiness. So I did the typical thing any 19-year-old does when he gets heartbroken. I go back to my phone and try and get any and all kinds of pussy that I could, could but because I'm an introvert, I tend not to make many acquaintances. And even less of them I could fuck because I've been in a relationship up until now. Uh, so a few days pass and I, of course, get lonely and download Tinder and living in a close vicinity to two college towns and not being a troll, I find some success and have simply gone on coffee dates and explored my options. Cut to a few days ago and I've been getting texts from my ex-girlfriend stating I can't stop thinking about you, Edwin, um, and I don't know why this all hurts so much or my personal favorite, I'm so physically and emotionally tired and I can't get any rest thinking that I'm not with you anymore and now it's gotten to the point where she won't stop calling and texting me every few minutes in order to talk to me which ended with me answering and cursing at her telling her to fuck off you broke up with me and now I don't want anything to do with you well done well done this guy am I the asshole for asking for doing that by the way no you're not no you're not I already preemptively gave you the thumbs up uh and yet she still won't leave me alone can you give me any advice to just get off get her off my back also, how would you go about the whole Tinder thing if you were in my shoes, and what would you do in order to maximize my potential to put my puck into the net, so to speak? Uh, love you and Melissa, and hope you keep up the good work on here, as well as PKA. Would really appreciate any response to this, and feel free to use my name, you slut. Uh, well, yeah, I did use your, your name there because you fucking caught me off guard. One line ended, and the next line starts with your name, and it didn't say not to say it, and so we're going to keep going. Um, all right. Just blocker. Like, you gotta just block her. Yeah, so this this chick is, she clearly had someone else in mind when she broke up with you, uh, and that didn't work out. Why do guys now, always think that? Because it's incredibly common. Okay. It's very common. I've just, ha I've had that happen before, and they think, like, oh, you have somebody on the back burner, and it's like, no, I'm just no longer interested in you. Yes, but... Have you ever broken up with someone and then shortly after started hitting them up again, constantly trying to get back together? Uh, well, everybody has like makeup breakup stuff, but I don't remember. Those are bad times. I don't want to, <laughs> I, I want to put that out of my life. All right. Well then, well, I haven't, I've never gone back and tried to contact them like this again. Um, but I do not you know think... what I think because I I probably have and you know what made me keep doing it is that they responded like at all so there you go don't respond don't respond don't say fuck off don't don't tell her you're mad or hurt or angry because that just will egg her on to keep trying to contact you just ignore her. yeah uh, blocker I... number. What she wants from you is attention at this point, probably. Uh, either that, or she maybe she really does think she made a grievous error and is trying to get back with you. But regardless, you don't want to be with someone who, you know, is fine taking a quick little vacation from you to go play the field, and then when, you know, it comes up black and she loses all of it, then she suddenly wants you again as, like, this safety net. Like, that, it's... Not saying it's all the time, but that is definitely a thing. A lot of women in or, relationships do wait until they kind of have another guy to grab onto, and then they'll release from the other one. And they kind of go straight, like, serial monogamists, you know? Where you just go from relationship to relationship to relationship. Yeah. Like, that's that's common for women. And so that, and if they're that kind of woman, and they think that, you know, Joey's going to be great... And then it ends up Joey isn't actually interested, and Joey's like, I just was having fun banging you on the side and that prospect. I don't actually want to be with you. Then suddenly she's, ah, I'm out in the open. And then she'll, she's trying to get back with you. Or maybe she resents you. There, there's so many things up well, in the air, if you, there's no reason to talk to her about it. If you are too Unless dependent... Unless you want to bang her again. <laughs> if you are codependent, 
then the person, the recipient of that dependency, like, they lose something when they're not with you anymore. So she could very well just be like, oh, shit, like, I'm not getting phone calls every day. I'm not getting text messages every day. I'm not sharing this piece of my life with the person I that my wants to hear about it yeah, every day. My emotions are no longer being validated. Yeah. So it could be that, too. Just a crisis. Just like, oh, I'm sorry. I called you dependent. I really need... I'm really dependent on your dependency. (laughs) I need to feel needed. Yeah. Uh, Because she picked you. I mean... I mean... I mean, you do. You are responsible for picking who you are with. Like, if you don't like something about the person you're with, like, you're kind of responsible for picking, picking them. Yeah. And she picked you, and if you're a dependent person, she knew. Yeah, uh, the way he's handled this, though, by immediately starting up Tinder and That's good. going on dates and whatnot, uh, that kind of behavior isn't the behavior of a dependent person. Uh, so it makes me think that her initial excuse of dependency uh, was was disingenuous. Because someone who's really dependent would not have taken the route of, well, really, she broke my heart, and now I'm really trying to move on. It would have been you feverishly trying to get back to her or something like and that doesn't seem like so the whole premise well, that she's using doesn't be, make sense you can be a little bit of both and do that maybe mayhaps i'm just saying i don't talk to this chick because he said he it's not gonna pan out if he? you're yeah if, if you're already on the the cusp of getting late again just just push that through and then you won't even be thinking about this girl anymore you know you'll just be thinking about her in a way of man she was really obnoxious, and now that I got that whole, you know, p- took her off a pedestal, I guess, like, or I guess you, you never even had her on a pedestal. You're, 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 you're sounding good, man. You're at a good place for 19. You're going to be fine. Don't talk to her. Try and get laid through Tinder. Um, you said, how would I do the whole Tinder thing if you were in my shoes? I haven't ever used Tinder, so I don't fully under, I don't, I don't 100% understand how it works. Um, I know you swipe. And, there's and a, swiping left is bad. Yes, I do know swiping for, left is bad. Yeah. So if you swipe right, it means that you want to bang that person. But then I also, that I that was my impression, but apparently it's also just for starting actual relationships. So I really don't know enough about Tinder and that culture to give you good advice. Um, I don't want to give you advice of like, yeah, just start banging all these chicks if that ends out that this is not, that's not what Tinder is anymore. Um, best of luck, though. You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. All right. Let's see. Let's, let's look at another one. You want to help somebody else out today, Liz? Or ruin their day? Ruin their... No. No, no, no. Uh, all right. Oh, okay. Uh, hey, Taylor. Love the show. This is a short one. We'll do another one after this. It's the only podcast my girlfriend will listen to with me, especially when Melissa is on. Uh, anyways, I'm going to be driving from Pennsylvania to New Mexico. Oh, have fun with that. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you... Uh, who live in Europe, imagine a distance, I, quite literally, like, what? how much bigger is that distance than all of Europe? It's like someone in England, that's like you decide to drive to Russia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you have to just drive across that, that strait, you know, underwater, I guess. Uh, or there's a bridge, whatever. Not a bridge, a, uh, a bridge would be truly remarkable. There's a tunnel, though. Um, but scratching my beard right now <laughs> uh yeah that's gonna be a really unfun drive but i've never made that drive so maybe i'm totally wrong and it's gonna be scenic and fun uh road trips can be a lot of fun depending on who you're with um hopefully not someone who sleeps the whole way <laughs> on every road trip right you wouldn't want to be with someone who sleeps the whole way to seattle would you you wouldn't like that would you i told you i'd drive <laughs> I'm the better driver. What? No, I'm not saying I'm a good driver. I'm just saying, like, I'm better as the driver on road trips. But you're saying you're a better driver than me. No. No, you're (laughs) a better driver. I drive too fast. Yes, you do. Yeah, I'm... I turn that 24-hour road trip from Idaho into a 22-hour road trip. (laughs) (laughs) Only risking our lives across the entire Midwest. (laughs) Just flying down. We could have hit a cow. Um, Anyway, so anyways, I'm going to be driving from Pennsylvania to New Mexico in about a week and stopping for a rest in St. Louis. Is there anything you recommend I check out? 
uh, where's a good place to grab some food and a good beer? Um, driving through St. Louis. So if you're a baseball fan, definitely stop in for a Cardinals game if you have enough time. Uh, if you don't have enough time to watch, to like buy tickets and go to a game, but you still kind of want to be there for the atmosphere, uh, there's a place here called Ballpark Village that's right outside of Bush Stadium where the Cardinals play. Uh, in the middle of downtown, and you can get something to eat there, and they have a balcony you can sit and eat at, and it'll overlook. So you can see from the balcony of this restaurant across the street onto the Bush Stadium field. So that's really neat. Um, if you're looking for, if you have a whole day to spend, go we'll to the zoo. Come have a beer. Yeah, go to the zoo. Um, the zoo is fucking awesome. Uh, Chiz was actually given, we, me and Chiz were having a little bit of banter. We give each other shit a lot because we're friends and that's what friends do. But um, he was giving me shit about St. Louis or something and said like, uh, he was trying to make fun of St. Louis as a city and said something like, oh yeah, have fun at the zoo or something. And it was just fun. I had to prove to him like, no, St. Louis has one of the best zoos, not just in the United States, but in the world. Like, in the world, one of the best zoos in the world. He's like, oh, yeah, right, okay. And he actually looked it up. St. Louis Zoo has, like, seven times as many animal species, five times as many animal species as the San Diego Zoo. It really is fucking remarkable. And it's free to go in. Obviously, you know, eh, nothing's free, it's taxpayers. Yeah, no shit, but it's fun, so go. It's our uh, tax money. Yeah, it's our so... tax money, so it's free to you. Uh, I'm sure federally they have some sort of subsidy, but... Um, they don't. I looked into it. Really? Yeah. It pr- comes from property taxes. In St. Louis? Yeah. Okay. Well, then, come here and enjoy our zoo. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it really is an incredible zoo. Um, I, I loved going there as a kid, and I love going there now. Uh, it's a, The zoo is in the middle of, or right near an area called Forest Park here in the city, uh, more on the western part of the downtown area. Uh, it's a giant, giant park with a history museum there. There's an art museum there. Uh, if, like I said, that's where the zoo is near. Uh, it's a gigantic, nice park in the middle of the city. Bigger than Central Park. Go get Ted Drews. Uh, go get t- uh, Ted Drews. It's a local custard maker here. That's really fucking good. Um, as far as beer themselves, there's the Urban Chestnut Brewery in... Is it in Midtown? I don't even know where it is. You'd have to look it up. But you can go there and drink... Urban Chestnut Beer, it's a newer brewery from around here. There's a, a, a crazy amount of specialty breweries and whatnot in St. Louis. It's a big beer culture. Uh, Schlafly's, uh, that's another great St. Louis brand of beer. Um, I'm trying to think of what restaurant I would tell them to go to. But, like, I don't want to tell them to go. Or maybe, I mean, The Hill. Look up uh, restaurants in The Hill uh, if you want really good Italian food. Uh Oh, yeah. so good. Yes, very good. That's where all the Dagos live, so check that place out. Uh, yeah, that's enough of that. Let's do... Holy shit, that one is so fucking long. We can't do that. Can't do that. We'll save that one. Savor it. All right. Going to college. Hey, Taylor, I'm going to college this fall, and I'm a bit worried. Colleges have always been more left-leaning, but it seems recently they've jumped the shark. I don't know what... It was like when you were in college, but do you have any tips for someone like me who is more right-leaning to not make? Um, do you have any comments on that, list? I didn't experience a college life. No, <laughs> really. no. Uh, maybe he's, I don't know. I assumed he was talking about academics just as much as the social aspect, but the fact that it is that all classes you're going to be in, one. yeah, lean very far to the left, uh, yeah, you're you're going to be in the minority, uh, even if you're not. And by that I mean any kind of Ooh. class based on society or sociology or even so many of the psychology classes I took Stay out of were, it. were just pseudoscience. Like, I would go home after classes, look stuff up on my own, not just, you know, uh, confirmmybias.net. Like, I'd go look around at studies and whatnot. Like, it's, it's nonsense, the 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 pseudo facts that they're throwing out there in these classes and even if you disagree and you speak up you know there's a good chance a good percentage of the people in there agree with you but nobody wants to speak up because it's very quote uncool to not be a you know free-flying liberal in college because it's 
it's a very lazy intellectual position to, to take the, yeah, I'm fine with everyone doing their thing, you know, I don't take hard stances on this and that, I usually just stick with whatever feels good, and, you know, these stats about crime aren't, don't really conform to my, you know, the way the world should be, you know, that, that, that is the real problem of academia, it seems like, is that everybody who's teaching there is kind of shielded from the reality of life, because they are teachers, um, and they kind of propagate worldviews based on how the world should be and ought to be as opposed to how the world is and actually acts um but you're that's totally off on a different point your question was how to handle it uh socially i would say uh don't get into any kind of debates or arguments uh unless it's someone you're very comfortable with because you will be in the minority like if you're at a frat party or something and uh just as in black lives matter comes up don't just start being like, oh, that's so ridiculous. Like, they're, they're picking horrible people to represent. The way they're organizing that entire uh, movement is counterproductive. Like, you're no, you've already lost because people are going to immediately jump to the racist and no one will want to talk to you. So you have to be very tactful in formulating arguments just, on a college campus if you're rational. Just um, stay in the hard sciences. Yeah, yeah, stay in the hard sciences. It'll it's going to be easier. Uh, yes, yes. Absolutely. If I could go See, back, I would do some kind of fucking engineering or, I don't know, probably not engineering because that doesn't, it's not interesting to me really, but something more hard and something where I wouldn't have to take a bunch of horseshit classes that were actually just teach, just spouting off nonsense. Sociology of, you know, the whatever or development of women and blah, blah, like just shit that's not real and doesn't matter made to make interest groups appeased. Well, and I had a I had kind of a different experience cuz I I reversed my a lot of my political views over the years. I would say I was pretty left leaning, not just left leaning like I was a leftist. <laughs> um when I was in high school and I went to a I was in debate, and I went to a debate camp uh, for, like, an entire month, and I was part of the um, non-traditional group that, like, tried to debate things in a different way, i.e. rapping and shit. It was, it was entertaining. It was fun. <laughs> it was fun, but it was a lot of philosophy, poems, and horse shit, and... Uh, just, you know, trying to introduce different aspects into debate. And I don't know. That was pretty far left, I think, a lot of the things that I thought. And then I went to college. And the time I spent in college, I was still kind, I still kind of thought about things like that. But then I really got into research. And the more I got into research, the more I realized, like, oh... So much of this social science shit is fabricated. Like, there really isn't anything we know about any of it. Like, if you look at the data, how they collect it, how they measure, how they define it, I mean, you could make anything they, up. So Yeah, you're right. So many of those those classes, all of them, I would say all of fucking sociology at any large liberal university, all of those classes start from their conclusions and they work backward and get information that confirms that bias yeah they don't look for answers because the answers that they find are very uncomfortable and very un-pc they don't they really don't want to talk about how the crux of problems in urban areas is a lack of family structure you know they have to divert attention they have to you know throw smoke and mirrors and red herrings all over the place to try and 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 you know, bamboozle you into accepting their norm. What they and a lot of these teachers, I think, they actually believe their own bullshit because they don't live in the real world. They live in the world of academia, where you can spout off nonsense and ideas don't have to hold water because they're not being put into practice there. They're just being spouted off. I think that's why I liked criminal justice so much, though, because when like every single class I ever took, the main thesis is basically like, what causes crime? We don't know. Yeah. Like, th it's just a big question mark. There is no formula to what causes crime. And so they'll explore, like, all different kinds of theories about crime and whatnot. But ultimately, in the end, you learn that there is no one thing that causes crime. 
Yeah. Yeah, of course, there's not one thing that causes crime. Um, but, yeah, I... But, like, sociologists and shit, they, they aren't going to... They aren't going to admit that. They won't admit to anything that goes against the narrative that they've already accepted. And it just so happens that on universities, that narrative is overwhelmingly liberal. It's t- totally liberal. Uh, something for you to remember, though, as a right-leaning guy going into college, I would say you're already ahead of the curve as far as kind of figuring out how shit works in real life. Um, and also remember that the people that you're talking to, the your 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 fellow students who are more liberal, like nobody, nobody's taking their stance because they think they're the bad guy, you know? Like they think that they're right too. They're not maliciously spreading or believing misinformation from their overly leftist classes. Like they're, they probably think they're doing the right thing by holding their beliefs and, and speaking the way they do. So you have to be respectful in those discussions with them, um, even though they will not be respectful with you. Guaranteed. You will be called a racist or any ism or ist out there because that's what how they've been trained to argue back. So don't get upset with that. Don't get aggravated. Just kind of let it roll off your back and either have something prepared to say or just don't bring it up in the first place because it's a losing battle. Like you, you, you kind of you kind of sabotage yourself socially a bit if you're very right leaning in college. So it's about being tactful, um, being able to surmise your beliefs quickly in kind of a, a quip, like that you could offhand at a, at a party or something, uh, without getting into what people would feel uncomfortable by, like a diatribe of like, oh, well, the actual thing about Obama is, and it's like, oh, Jesus, like this guy's going off on a rant, as opposed to just saying like, oh, really, you think he did that correctly when he handled X, Y, and Z so poorly? Uh, a lot of it's phrasing and articulating yourself and staying calm. And knowing that you're not nobody's gonna nobody's gonna give you a pat on the back, you know. Every once in a while, you might come across a professor who hates the kind of liberal agenda on university campuses, but can't fully speak out against it. And he will enjoy it when you bring up points that he's not allowed to speak about. Um, but for the most part, yeah, I it, it's you're you're in enemy territory, so to speak. But don't think of it that way, because you're all on the same team in the end. You just they haven't come around to your point of view yet. As soon as they join the working force and start paying taxes, they fucking will. Uh, or they will quickly after, uh, as every fucking poll out there demonstrates. Uh, the, the overwhelming majority of people, when they've spent a good amount of time in the real working world, they become more conservative because you see what ideas really do work and you see that the fluff really is just kind of feel-good nonsense in a lot of ways. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's all fluff. And that's not me saying to my... And I know that my listeners, a lot of them do skew liberal, and that's fine. You know, I, I just... I disagree, obviously, and they know I disagree because they've heard me say it a hundred times, but, you know, these right-wing people that you come across on college campuses, they think they're doing the right thing by speaking out just like you think you're doing the right thing by critiquing them. So really just kind of try and see the person on the other side. Um... Anyway, enough fucking posturing. Uh, That is enough for now. I will talk to you guys later, and I hope you have just a great week. Don't drink.